And now, back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. Two minutes in advance of 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee Time. My pleasure to welcome back into the studio, new Iberia Mayor, Freddie DeCourt. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir, and it's always my pleasure to be here. Appreciate uh, the opportunity. Usually the Thursdays following city council meetings on Tuesday, which is the case. Before we uh, rehash Tuesday's meeting, any any breaking news, anything going on, uh, tornado recovery, those kind of things? Tornado recovery has been very interesting. Uh, because it wasn't a large enough for a national disaster and FEMA to come in, uh, no money's coming. We have four, possibly five families who are trying to get trailers temporary trailers that the governor had offered coming from GOSEP. And that has been a lot of steps that uh, has not happened yet. Uh, They're working on it. But uh, we have about uh, a little over 20 families that are completely displaced. And then we had one fire in town the same same weekend, so Mm. that was another family. So I think we have 24 families who are displaced. Most of them are with family members or have found, you know, something, someplace to stay while they either settle their insurance or, you know, move on. But... uh, the frustration has been how slow it is to get those four or five families that need a trailer, a trailer. Um, but working on that, as far as for cleanup, the city went in quickly because we knew no money was coming. And uh, last time I looked, the total just on the dumpsters, just the dumpsters alone, was fifteen thousand mm. uh, dollars. That's not counting the labor or the equipment. But uh, you know, we we want to. Pelican wasn't that wouldn't have been part of their contract to no, do that kind of debris no. removal. Uh, the there is a contract for Pelicans of hurricane debris removal, but you would only enact that when FEMA's going to back you up and pay the bill because it would be much higher than than doing it ourselves. Um, we have one more trailer, uh, maybe a trailer and a half left that whenever it's moved up close to the road, because we can't go on private property. We'll take care of that. So the, the cleanup is coming along well. Clico got all the utilities back on quickly. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people's lives who that day has rearranged and will continue to rearrange. We have uh, some apartments as well that, uh, you know, I would think would be a teardown rebuild. Um, so it will continue to affect people for a while. Uh, you know, it's amazing what, you know, 15 minutes of a tornado can do. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but we're proceeding with that and doing, you know, the city's doing everything it can. Uh, some of the things have to run through uh, GOSEP and through the parish um, because we're just the city. But we're working on it. All right. Anything else uh, breaking uh, in and around town? Not breaking as in faltering, but... Right. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, there's always something breaking. Yeah. Uh, no, we uh, things are good. There, there's, you know, buzz around what's going into the, uh, now going to go into the three little rental units in front of Rouse's on Armadar where that crust pizza was going to go at one time. So, you, you know, the one in Lafayette closed too? I did. So yeah. that wasn't, a, I wanted to, you know, you never do that, okay? Or at least I can't do that. You'd love to jump back on Facebook when people were saying it was like a new, they weren't coming into New Iberia, you know. So, their business model, for whatever reason, it could just be the economy. We're in some weird times. It didn't work in Lafayette, and so I guess they realized it wasn't going to, at least for now, work in New Iberia either. Um, but, you know, a little buzz here and there, but nothing, uh, you know, totally in stone of who was going in some of those spaces. I still see that there is someone, I filled out a survey for them about two weeks ago. There's somebody who's still milling around interested in the Owen Dixie. That That's encouraging. 
And the guy that bought the shopping center has really done a good job of fixing the parking, cleaning up all the buildings, you know, sprucing it up with paint, uh, and, and has done a very good job of marketing those spaces. Um, don't have another big one on the hook right now, but uh, I wanted to wait. I normally start around late January, early February, just kind of trying to talk to developers and get people back interested. You know, you got to kind of wait till after the holidays, but it seems like the spring and the summer is when we get a lot of activity of people interested in coming and doing something. So that won't be long. My staff and I were talking about kind of cranking up some of those contacts again and see if we can't stir the pot a little bit. There you go. Jane Bro has uh, sent me a couple of emails in regard to uh, Main Street uh, sort of convention. Yes. That's going to be held in town a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, it's on the 19th because I know that I'm the tour guide on the 19th. Which Uh, I've been expecting an email from your staff saying, the mayor won't be available on the 19th because it sounds like you're going to be busy that day. I think I am going to be busy that day. They haven't set the times yet, but I'm kind of thinking that's going to happen. Yeah. but, yeah, that's good. I mean, people are coming from around the state, and it's, uh, you know, the Main Street program does a lot of good. There are many, many Main Street communities in Louisiana. We are certainly one of the, the more active ones, you know, and Main Street is economic development any way you look at it. And so they pump money in our communities. They bring exposure. They help us market as a region and as all of the Main Street communities combined. So it's uh, it's an honor to host that. Um People from the state, many of the people that we get a lot of grants from actually come and, you know, they'll be able to see the fruits of our labor because, as you know, we've been blessed the last six years to have many grants and have many projects going. So I think that that's a big plus to when you can show them firsthand, you know, this is where your money went. This is this is what we did with this now. Since we did such a good job, can we have some more? It's kind of how it works. Gotcha. Any project updates? Project updates, Pepperplex is going good. They The slabs poured for the concession stand. They're moving on that, moving on turf in the fields. All of that work's going pretty good. The marina behind City Hall, they poured some concrete yesterday. Bricks came in. Piles should start being delivered, I heard, next week or the week after. Felicity's Landing, which is the one that will give us access finally from the bayou to our downtown. We had the pre-bid conference yesterday. That job bids in a couple of weeks. Were you part of who was gathered over there yes i was okay i I thought i saw something that looked official yeah that's it that's (laughs) it that was all the contractors and we were very blessed to have probably four different contractors bidding on it you know good turnout so uh that project bids in a couple of weeks and then you can look for that one to start probably probably two months after that the state with facility plan and any money that comes from the state has to run through facility plan and they have I won't say held us up. It's one architect who's just a very busy man. He, he, there's only two in the state to review all these projects, and we have a lot of projects. So they've held us up from five months, probably the slowest is two months. So we'll bid the project, and then hopefully within a month or two he'll review it and we'll be able to get started. Can't start until you get his approval or they won't pay you for that portion of the work. So we're not starting until he says we can start. Exactly. Um, but that project's coming. Um, the roofs at the gyms have moved. We had all that rain. They've moved slowly. Uh, we have a meeting set up because we're having some leaks. They're not finished, but they're kind of in a transition period. So we need to meet with the contractor and the roofing contractor and make sure that they button that thing up. But those are still ongoing. We are about to line up some ribbon cuttings on the work that was done inside the West End gym, on the new splash pad in the West End, uh won't be too much longer i'm gonna let them finish the electrical 
that's another month or so and then we'll have a ribbon cutting at that little uh pavilion in little brooklyn park we uh were talking yesterday and i'll get an update but we have quite a few projects that will bid in the next uh two to three months gotcha so things are moving all right um and some of that was kind of discussed in the meeting too uh um Kicking off the meeting, uh, you had a couple of public um, hearings for on ordinances that were up for final adoption. I'm seeing, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, First one uh, authorizing you to negotiate and execute an agreement by uh, and between the city and Blue Line Solutions. Uh, Again, the automated speed enforcement systems within school zones. Uh, Where are we at there? Only in the school zones, only at the times the school zones are active. That's the only time. If it's a holiday and they're closed... And not writing tickets if it's not the school zone times and not writing tickets. So all that is to slow the speeding during those school zones to protect our kids. Uh, now that we have that resolution, I am working with the company and finalizing the contract so that they have a ton of legwork after they receive a contract. Most of the school zones are on DOTD state highways. So now they have to go through the DOTD process, which could take up to six months, eight months. But they need a contract before you can't, can't blame them. They're going to do that till they know right, they have right. it. Um, so that was important to kind of start the clock running because uh, it could well be eight months to a year before those cameras are up. So now we are beginning to negotiate and, and work out the final details so that I can sign a contract with them and they can start their processes. Yeah. And they're going to be doing more studies of all the school zones because we're only putting them where we need them. They brought a couple of those little armadillos, you know, the line that you run across the road, and they did a little report that showed just how much speeding at the, the not the meeting this week, the one prior, just how much speeding is happening during the school zones, and it, it's ridiculous. So they'll study every school because they don't want them to put a camera where it's not going to do anybody any good or where it's not needed, and I want to make sure we have enough to put them where they are needed. So uh, good discussion on that item, and uh, it's moving forward. All right. Also, a lot of discussion about the Boys and Girls Club uh, and their new West End location. Yes. Or soon yes, to be. Soon to be. We, uh, with that approval, we will enter into a contract. We are doing a walkthrough. We have some preliminary architecture already done. We will do a walkthrough, trying to set it up for next week, actually, with the Boys and Girls Club, just to make sure we're all on the same page before we finalize our construction documents and go out for bid. But excited about that project. Um, it is going to, the center street location is staying open. We will have two locations for a community our size. It's almost unheard of. I think it's going to be, uh, a game changer. It's going to catch kids at a very young age, um, in that neighborhood where I, I, I know that there's a need. So, uh, we're excited about it. It's going to change a little bit of the operation of the West End Park only on the teen side. Now that we have bought the Park Elementary School, we've basically added on to West End Park. So some of those functions, a computer lab and a senior citizen center that they've never had, those are in the works as well. So what's going to happen is when we walk through next week to get Boys and Girls Club and everybody's kind of, you know, sign off on where we're heading, I'm also going to take the architects to uh, Park Elementary, and I have some ideas and concepts of what we'd like to do there. We don't have enough money to do it all. But we would have enough to take one wing and get one wing going so that some functions of the park could happen there. So excited about that. I mean, that's uh, uh, going to be a game changer, I really think. What, what's uh, any uh, – obviously, you've got to do some renovations at park. 
Yes. Oh, definitely. A lot of renovations yeah. in Park. Park Elementary has been closed for a while. Uh, so it, it's, it's going to be a long-term project. Gotcha. But right next to the park, how, how could we pass up expanding West End Park? I mean, I just think mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, if somebody wanted to cut some grass adjacent to Park Elementary, you uh, could use, make, make some soccer fields or something. Hey, it's big enough for some soccer fields. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, pepper plugs. You mentioned the concrete pouring for the concession stand. Uh, now you need to put a vendor in there. We do, and the vendor will be Freeman's uh, from the grocery store. They do a great job. Uh, and it's so many Freeman's. I mean, they, there's right. a ton of Freeman's. And so excited about that. They, uh, I unfortunately saw Ross at his dad's funeral because, yeah. you know, Mr. Freeman just passed. But uh, I went to the funeral home yesterday. I think you day mentioned Tuesday, day before, uh, before the council Yeah, meeting. day before yesterday. But we were talking, you know, Ross, and Ross isn't much older than me. He's got 22 grandkids. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a really family affair there, all in the store, the furniture store. You know, the, every, everybody's there, and they're all family. So it's really neat. And he was telling me that the, you know, the younger generation of the Freemans were very excited about this. And he said they're constantly, he hears them constantly. They're coming up with, we could sell this at the concessions. You know, they're excited about going there. They're coming up with new dishes. They're, you know, ready to do it. So I, I'm, I'm excited for them, and I think it's going to be good. So we will now, that contract will get signed, if not this week, uh, early next week. And uh, excited about that, and I think they are too. So uh, that should be good. You mentioned it was just a one-year contract. Uh so both could see how it works out. Yes. But when would that begin? Uh, at what point? Because obviously the pepper plucks isn't all that it's... Right. We talked about that. They will use the existing concession stand and probably go ahead and start. Because, you know, we will be having events. I mean, it isn't closed. They're still having soccer games. They're still having some things out there. And the baseball fields, as soon as we can turn some back over, you know, they'll be able to utilize them. But thinking of that, I, I thought that I would wait a few months. In other words, I don't mind signing the contract, but we can predate when its start date comes. So if we say it doesn't start till April or May and they have a year from there, it's kind of what I'm thinking. But I'd like to get it signed so that they can begin to acquire what they need, make plans, you know, go over there. You don't want be it vendors or subcontractors or material suppliers, I like to lock it up as soon as I can, and then everybody's head's in the game. When you're sitting there waiting, saying, well, it's a maybe, nobody's really really thinking about it. So, uh, But I probably, we had already thought about we would backdate or forward date the, the year. Gotcha. After that, dealt with uh, several resolutions. Uh, talked about uh, the Pepperplex again and uh, lighting project um, update there. Two bloated things. Uh, at the uh, Civic Center Marina, we ran into a little conduit issue that was run very weird. So a little bit of change order to relocate some conduits so that our lights in the parking lot work, and those same conduits will feed some of the new lighting. And then we had another change order for the Pepperplex that was just time because, as you know, with supply chain issues, the electrical contractors have been having a lot of problems getting panels and fixtures. And so we extended their time just to make sure that, uh, you know, they're covered waiting on stuff. All right. Interesting discussion about uh, uh, possibility of getting uh, some money through the state revolving loan fund. Yes, that is some low money, low money, low interest money that could be used for sewer. Uh, We knew about it. I didn't know if financially I could get that just because I didn't want to stretch the city out too much. But it's very cheap. 
We looked at our finances and realized we could. Jason Akers assisted with that, who's our bonding attorney that does all kind of stuff for us. So we realized we could get $2.5 million at uh, very low interest, less than a 1% interest. So we were taking advantage of that. As you know, we were spending $11.9 million on sewer upgrades this budget year. We were taking $6 million out of our 1960 tax, that very flexible tax that really runs the whole city. People knock it sometimes, and I'm like, look, without it, you couldn't do anything. It uh, streets, roads, we don't have any bridges, uh, sidewalks. Um, there are no sewer. bridges in the city that well, the city Well, none that controls. the city owns. No, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, but it does sewer, it does roads, it does a little bit of everything. It doesn't do much roads. I mean, that's why our roads are where they are. They, we don't have It's not dedicated. But it's dedicated for the broad use. Well, this year, its use will be sewer. So we started thinking about it. Why take all of that and deplete it? So if we do this low-interest loan and the sewer department pays for the $2.5 million, I don't have to take it out of that fund. And now I have $2.5 million that we can utilize elsewhere. And in the discussion, because you, you have to have a plan A and a plan B for everything, as you know, the parish had sent me a letter that uh, they were not going to be our animal control as of February 28th, and they prodated a bill and sent that to me, too, that said, you know, we quit. So I took it at face value that, okay, you quit. I have to do something. And we do have a problem. We have too many loose animals. So the next thing that happened, I got a letter last week that said for $55,000, we'll give you the same seven kennels with only one dog per kennel, but now you have to get a dog catcher. You have to bring them to us. Um... So that deal, because remember, we've had a deal since the 80s for $21,000 and seven kennels. This past year, we upped it to 91000 and thought we were getting more kennels and more help. And I can't say we didn't, but the parish president and I talked, and he didn't think that was working. So he wanted to go back to the old deal. But the way it went down was he wrote me a letter that said, you know, I quit. So we're working through that. I feel... That we spend a hundred grand that they take from our health unit, we spend three hundred thousand dollars a year in tax dollars. Our taxpayers pay that three hundred thousand dollars a year to the health unit tax, and about a hundred thousand of that goes into the shelter as well. So the way I looked at it last year, we paid that hundred that they were using of city taxpayer dollars, and the ninety-one we were paying. So we're paying almost half. He's probably close to half a million. It was four hundred seventy-seven thousand last year. This year, I think his budget's half a million. So we were paying close to half, and we have half the dogs, but we should. We, we, we have the most people in the parish, so, and we're, the, you know, by far the largest city. So thinking of that, we have to come up with some new plan. I am putting together some options that I hope to send out uh, tomorrow or Monday as my suggestions, but it comes down to if I hire a dog catcher and I only have seven kennels, then I have a flow problem. Because you put one dog in each kennel, so my new dog catcher, who probably cost me $35,000 a year with a $35,000 a year truck, with a $10,000 rig up the truck. So I'm sitting here spending all that money, and he catches dogs the first week, and he catches six or seven dogs. Is he going to be good at his job, or I'm going to find someone who is? Where do I put the rest of them? Mm -hmm. I got no puppy hotel to put them in. I got nothing. So we're right back to the same problem and the reason we're having too many stray animals and too many animals that are out there and the reason the animals are not getting the care they deserve because we don't have a place to put them. So I can't sign something in good faith that it doesn't work any better than what I have because what I have is not working. And we are part of the parish, you know. 
So I'm looking at all my options. And one option might well be that we build our own animal control facility. Well, that $2.5 million, because we're already on the property, we would put it, uh, you have the sewer plant in the middle, the pepperplex to the left, and we own all the cane field to the right, the city does. We could put it there. We have a very short distance to treat our sewer because it would go to our sewer plant, and we already own the property. So I've done a schematic design and a schematic budget, and that is an option. Uh, it's not the only option. You know, Another option would be to have a better deal with the parish. So we are working toward that. And I know that Larry's open to that, and we are trying, so we are going to look at that. And we'll have to do some deal with the parish in the interim anyway because we don't have a dog shelter. So what I'm hoping to do is put together a two- or three-year contract that we can both live with, and that helps alleviate the problems of the animals at large and, and gets those animals the care they deserve too, and then work toward probably building a dog shelter. But maybe not. I mean, we'll just have to see how what we can work out. Um, I do feel, and, and maybe I'm biased, it is very similar to when I came in office and we had a, or when I was the mayor pro tem and we had a contract for law enforcement and you would throw your hands up and say, well, I'd love to do something different, but we have a contract. And I was very frustrated by that the whole time I was the pro tem. If you remember, I tried oh, yeah. as the pro tem to, to change that and got run over, but I learned some lessons, you know, you know, every time you get knocked down, if you learn something, this is all good. So came back when I ran for mayor, I said, you know, that is my first and top priority. And that's what we did when I met with the sheriff and said, you know, with all due respect, we should have our own police department. And if I can pull this off, we, we will find a way to do it. And we found a way to do it. So I guess my bent is when you have a problem, fix your problem. And I do feel strongly the city should be a city. And when you are a city and you're in charge of running a city, along with your council, I don't do any of this by myself, along with my staff and all my department heads. But if you're going to be the person at the top and run it, then you should get paid to run it and quit looking at how I can get out of something. I really strongly feel that if you're going to run a city, then run the biggest, holdest, you know, uh, city that offers the most. What's going on in Generet and Lorville in regard to that? They don't have as many dogs, but the parish picks them up. Uh, Lorville. Do they pay uh, anything? No. Well, they're paying into the health unit tax, and the health unit tax, I'm sure a percentage of that is, you know, going toward uh, toward the animal control. But uh, Lorville has almost no problem at all. Of, of animals. Uh, Generet has a little bit more loose animals and stuff, but uh, yeah, they don't have a additional contract for service. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm being realistic. We have, uh, you know, the numbers I've seen from the parish that they calculated, we have like 48 to 50% of the dogs that run through there. Well, I mean, we're 30,000 people, and so the parish is 75,000. We're a very compact city, and we've got a lot of people, and our people have a lot of dogs. I'm fine with that. Uh, so anyway, but Just keep them in their yard. Well, you would hope that. Okay. <laughs> and, and they don't. And they, and, and the seven kennels obviously is not enough. So we're working through it and you will figure something out, but that money was a safeguard. And I look at new money should do new things. I always say that. And then number two, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to fix a problem. So we'll see where it goes. We've got a lot of talking to do, but if we can grab that very cheap money, and, and as the council saw the wisdom to approve that, uh, we are going to proceed with doing that. Gotcha. Got to get the money first, though. Got to get the money first. There we go. Um, there's a resolution in regard to Ann Street Park, uh, planning and construction, uh, getting back to facility planning. I, yeah. I guess you did get some money there. We got some money there, another new project. So now it starts in the system. We have a 
pre-design meeting with Mr. Lee, the architect facility planning, who gets all our projects. That takes a little while. Then you send him the architectural contract. Then it takes two or three weeks for him to approve that. Then you can sign the architectural contract and begin the design. Then once you proceed with the design, you send it back to them, and then that's the big holdup that it takes most of the time months for them to approve the design. And then after they approve the design, then you uh, have the time that you publicly put out to bid the project. So that takes 45 days, and then you bid the project, and then it takes another approval process after that that you can sign the contract with the contractors. So that's the normal uh, facility plan and you know way of doing business. This is the very start. Uh, so excited about it, uh, but the money, we do have the money. It's just got to go through the process. All right. Introduced a couple of ordinances that are up for uh, adoption on the 17th. Uh, grant administrative consulting services in regard to uh, Minville and Associates. Is this a Richard specific Minville. thing or just? Richard Minville does all of our capital outlay every year. And has probably done that for 30 years. Does a great job. Uh, it was time to renew his contract. And uh, Mr. Richard went up $10 an hour. Great Look, just a wealth of knowledge, a guy that I would hate to have to try to negotiate those waters without. So just updating his contract. All right. Another one uh, introducing in regard to uh, permitting of mobile homes, uh, recreational vehicles. Again, well, that, uh, that's the one that the tornado woke right. us up that we had a presidential would have to say it was a, <coughs> excuse me, a disaster. And FEMA and that thing, that process would all kick off. Well, that didn't happen this time because it wasn't big enough so now we're adding to it that it could be the governor's office and that gives us more local uh ability and yeah. that's all gotcha and yeah m- really more of an amendment than a new correct ordinance. yes gotcha. totally just an amendment finance reports offered up by kevin zering anything out of order there no it's kind of i mean we have to do it and we do it as often as the auditors tell us but that first month one is pretty ridiculous because almost no money's been spent so uh really doesn't tell you anything Anything out of the council uh, member remarks? Uh, uh, last time I forgot. You asked me that yeah. last time. And at the last meeting, and of course I came up with it the day of the meeting, but uh, I've got a new little concept that I want to rent a trolley and I want all the council to come and I'm going to invite the press and we're going to go through the whole city and each council person's charge is to show me three things that are working in your district that you know are, are happening and three of your problems. And my idea is, you know, it's all team building. It's all to have every council member understand what that those three issues are in that council. We're all one town. I'm the mayor for the whole town. And uh, we all do a very good job of working together. I am blessed with both the councils that I had, the past one and this one. But I think it would be kind of eye-opening if everybody gets on the same page and understands, you know, these are my issues. So we're going to invite the press. I'm not trying to be flashy with a trolley, but it was the cheapest thing I could find that, uh, you know, we could all fit together and bring the press because it's too many people. to. It's like we're having a meeting. So I, I don't want to skirt any of the sunshine laws. And I think it'd be fun to have the press there. So that's something we're probably going to do in February. But I had announced that at the last meeting prior, and I forgot to talk about it on the radio. This time, Councilman's remarks, uh, we, we are having some issues with Pelicans. Our new garbage ah, yes. company. And, well, although I have to uh, say, for the first time, back-to-back weeks, I got pickup. I understand. Well, <laughs> we're almost 90 days in. Yeah. Well, we'll be at the end of the month. <clears throat> and remember, people, 
every 10 years, I have to bid it. I couldn't just say Republicans stay. That, that is against the law. Bid the project out. Republic didn't give me a total bid. They only bid part of it. All the other contractors bid everything, so I would have hoped they would have. Pelicans was a little bitter. By state law, when you put something out there, you take the low bidder. So we took the low bidder. Um, their transition, and Republic didn't help. Republic didn't pick their cans up. Republic did everything they could do to not really contribute, and Public Works spent a ton of money picking their cans. It was a mess. So, and then Pelicans was very slow getting all their cans out, and they still haven't recycling cans that people are calling for. So the transition has not been smooth. Now we have had some issues that they have missed streets. They have not finished routes and gone and finished in the next morning. And that puts you behind for three days of the five days, you know, mm. uh, and they catch up on Thursday and Friday. So they're the, you know, the villain on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and the hero on Thursday and Friday. Uh, you know, it's like, thank you for doing your job. I have a meeting set up with the owner. And our attorney. Uh, Maybe they need to adjust next the routes. Week. That's what I think is going to happen. They have been talking to me. I had a good conversation with the owner of the company yesterday. And the Monday and Tuesday routes are the biggest routes by far. And then they slack off. They can handle Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, except that they're catching up Wednesday morning from the Tuesday. And they're catching up on, you know, what they missed on the Tuesday. So it, it's not good. Um, that is one of the ideas, but, uh, there are penalties in the contract. I have my staff working and, and it's a lot of work to do that. They are documenting every call we've gotten, every miss, every, you know, everything. So they're putting in categories for me where they might've missed some dumpsters that the city has contracted with them, where they've missed pickup of streets, where they've missed individuals, anybody who's called. So I'm putting that together to review with them next week. Um, I felt that they would need a 90-day transition period. Well, that'll be up at the end of this month. They started November 1. Then I'll just tell you like it is. My plan is to give them an ex- I want to see their new plan and see how they're going to fix these deficiencies. And I'll give them so much time to fix those deficiencies. However, they're going to get notice that I might not even for the first 90 days say, you don't owe me anything but here are the penalties. I'm going to bury the hatchet, but I'm going to leave the handle sticking out. And if you, I'm not really waving them, but I'm putting them on hold. But from this date forward, I'm penalizing you every time you mm-hmm. mess up. And if you mess up too bad, I'm pulling the axe handle back out, and I'm going to hit you in the head with those. So that's my plan. It's not uh, perfect. but uh, And I will set a date. I don't know what that date's going to be yet. I want to see what their new plan is. But, you know. You had a 90-day transition period, and you might have a 60-day period that you're going to be penalized every time you drop the ball, and, and the ball has to be – everything has to be right at the end of those 60 days. And if it's not, I might have to fire them. Uh, I mean, I run a business. That's, that does happen. Uh, I am hoping that they work it out. Uh, the people that – the owner's very nice. The people that are here, the three people who are uh, – Tommy T. Koshoni and Snook are three great people, and they work there. I mean, they texting me at 8 o'clock at night. You know, they're texting me. They're working overtime. They are trying. Uh, I can't say they're not. Tommy comes to every meeting, and the reason I'm bringing all this up now, because Brooke Marcotte, I'm the one who started Councilman's Remarks. When I was the pro tem, I felt like I went to a whole meeting. At that time, the uh, agenda was kind of restricted to. So you'd go to a meeting. You didn't always get what you wanted on the agenda. And then you'd go to the whole meeting, and you really didn't have any time that you could add any kind of your personal thought or any of your inject anything new. 
So I made up Councilman's remarks. At times, they wanted me to stop doing that, but I said, oh, no, it's the greatest thing in the world. So it is. Well, Brooke Marcotte, so you had two terms. as the pro- Maybe I didn't do it my first year, so probably seven years of the pro tem, and then I was out of office, but they continued Councilman's remarks, and then I've been the mayor, blessed to be the mayor for six years this month. First time I've ever seen this, Brooke Marcotte decided to call somebody up during Councilman's remarks, okay, which is totally fair. It's, it's your time to do whatever you want. So she called up. Tommy T with Pelicans, and we got into a big discussion about all of the Pelican issues. Hey, it's fair game. I, I made that years ago, and when I did it, as because I was sitting in their seats, when I did it, I said, that's your time to talk about anything you want. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nobody's ever brought somebody up during kind of might be a new thing. So Tommy came up, and we had a good discussion of how we were meeting and how we were trying to address the issues. But I definitely am aware. My phone rings constantly. My staff takes every complaint, passes them on to Pelicans. We track everything. Um, I definitely know it has not been smooth, uh, and and we have some issues to work through, and and we are working on those. That was probably the biggest thing out of Councilman's remarks, for sure. Gotcha. Anything else uh, you want to add before we let you go? No, man. I just love coming, and... uh, I won't see you on the 19th. 19th. So maybe we can, you know, schedule something, you know. Yeah, as you're passing Main Street, if it's you know, in that time frame, uh, bring one of the Main Street people in with hey, you. Hey, now if they let me do that, that'd be kind of cool. There you go. All right. Anyway, we'll, thank we'll, you. we'll see. We'll play it by ear, but yes, always sir. a pleasure.